Well, hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 220. John and Wendy, welcome back, Jenny Stone. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you, John? Wendy, I'm well. 220 was a nice round number. It is a nice round number. I expected a response. I'm disappointed. I, maybe maybe I 225. Held it in. I held it in. Um, I need to, yeah, 220. It really, it did take me a bit aback because I was like, wow. I mean, I know, I know where we're at, but when you hear it said out loud, it's, it hits a little different. <laughs> it is episode 220. Yep. We're now well into the month of May. Very excited to once again be sponsored by our friends over at Namely. Mm-hmm. Do appreciate them being on board with us for the entire month of May. Make sure to check out Namely.com to learn more about them. Wendy, I I don't want to get too serious for this show, but there was something I wanted to address because it's our show and we have the ability to do it. We're going to just do it very briefly because I'm really excited to get Jenny back and and talk because we haven't talked to her in so long. Last week, uh, we're recording this uh, the week of May 11th. Last Wednesday was Star Wars Day, May 4. May the 4th be with you. Mm-hmm. And on May 4, I have shared for many years, there's an avatar of me from my other show, the Star Joes podcast of me in an X-Wing costume. And I posted it on Twitter with my happy Star Wars Day thing. And uh, somebody decided to make a fat joke out of it. Ugh. It wasn't even a great fat. It was that a really was a, poor fat joke. It was joke. a bad joke. <laughs> it was a really bad joke. Anyway, I, I replied to the person and they doubled down. Kudos to them for having having the guts to do that. And I basically said, hey, hey man, I'm glad I made my fat ass made you happy. Then I did my <laughs> job. The frustrating part of the sad part was it turned out it is an HR peer yeah. that's out there. We had a distinct or an interesting opportunity time wise to record that day with the inclusive AF folks. Right? <laughs> you hear me then. And I'm probably fairly fired up. Uh, about it. Other people were and I and other people got really fired up, which I want to thank everybody yeah. that contacted me to say nice things. Uh, it was appreciated. Again, I just kind of laughed it off because it was just so ridiculous. Right. And I recognize that I am very fortunate that in the many years I've done this, if that's the one bad thing that happens to me, I am doing okay. Yeah. I wanted to make sure that something positive came out of this conversation, uh, whether that individual likes it or not. <laughs> and, I, and I thought long and hard about it. I said, you know, I'm going to do something tangible. Uh, I'm going to talk about it. And mm-hmm. I, I made the longest LinkedIn post I've ever made uh, <laughs> on Facebook. I wanted to be very public about it because I think it's an opportunity to start a conversation about fat shaming and, mm-hmm. and just harassment in general. Let's say, let's just say it. I'm a privileged white male, oh. uh, upper middle class that I've been very, very fortunate throughout all things. I want to help others yes. as I can. And I want to lift up, as I've said in my LinkedIn post, I believe we ought to be lifting up and building up, not tearing down. So to that end, I have taken that avatar of me in my Star Wars uniform. (laughs) It is now available on our T Public store. I'm so excited. T-shirts, onesies, stickers, phone cases, you name it. Other than wall art, which I would not want you to get wall art. (laughs) What are those? It, the, it, were they called fatheads? Where they you get like the life oh, you know, size sticker? I, I may have to investigate that. <laughs> I would do that with my bananas logo. <laughs> that design is now live. It is on our site. What I am going to do is that all monies that I raise, all the profits that are generated from the Star Joe's avatar shirt or product, whatever mm-hmm. it may be, if you pick one up, I have two charities. One is Stomp Out Bullying, and one is the Trevor Project. I talked awesome. to several folks and got some information on anti bullying or anti-bullying nonprofits. <laughs> and I'm going to donate that money in that person's name. 
I love it. Because I, I want something good to come of it. So I'll be, not only will I be donating the, the funds that the profits that come in, I'm going to match them personally. I want something positive to come out of this. Didn't want to bring the room down too much. I appreciate again, everybody's support. Some of you went flame on without me uh, <laughs> asking. Uh, I, I appreciate that. But like I said, it doesn't solve anything. Right. It doesn't make anything better. I want something positive to come out of it. So if I can donate a few nickels and we look, I think, Wendy, we've been very, very fortunate. Yes. The community has been so great to purchase a lot of our swag. Mm-hmm. Over the last two years, we've donated over $1,200 to different yeah. charities. It's fantastic. A lot of things that we've gotten to do because the community is so supportive. And if you want my silly mug on a mug. Uh, and you get, you get a John and, sticker. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, you have to get those. I, I, I haven't, I'm not making those quite yet. Maybe down the road, but, but like I said, at least for <laughs> oh, now, you can go get one on uh, T public. You can go buy one. Cause it, yes, I am on buying T-Public. one on T public. It's Perfect. going on my water bottle. I'll be, ha- I'll have it when I'm in Vegas in a couple of weeks. Hopefully, awesome. hopefully it arrives. <laughs> The profits from all those things will go to anti-bullying campaigns in that person's honor who's on Twitter. I wish him well. I blocked him because I'm just done. Thank you, everyone, for your support. And all these things help others as best you can lift them up. That's one of the reasons we've got our guest on today, because Jenny is a a wonderful example of that in our community. It's been way too long since we've had her on. Wendy, let's make the production get started. Yes. So excited to welcome Jenny Stone, a.k.a. Jenna, a.k.a. the HR Rockstar, to the show. We had the chance to meet her in person, wow, 2019 at HR Florida. So, um, so excited to welcome her back. She is a self-proclaimed HR rock star, Sherm influencer, trainer, speaker, podcaster, HR, and officially an HR analyst at Millennium Physicians Group, one of the largest comprehensive independent physician groups with more than 700 healthcare providers located throughout Florida. In her spare time, she's a wife, mother, and grandmother. And when she's not doing HR, she is a personal chef, avid motorcyclist, and a singer. Well, Jenny, welcome back. To HR Social Hour, we are super pumped to have you. First question, as always, what is in your glass? Well, hello again, both of you. I'm so excited to be here. Um, it's a little early still. I mean, I know it's always five o'clock somewhere, but uh, I'm just sipping on the, uh, you know, the the drink of the South, a little sweet tea over here. So, and John, I have a question for you. Those onesies, do they come in adult size? Uh, unfortunately, no. <laughs> Oh, no, God. no, that, that would be quite the coup. Awesome. That would be awesome. I, that is not T Public's domain, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I, I even I don't know if I want to look at that stuff, but no, sadly, the, the onesies are for babies. Okay, well, when when they come out adult size, you let me know. I will do that. I will do that. <laughs> Jenny, it is really hard to believe you first appeared on the Social Hour episode eighty-one, which was September of twenty nineteen. What have you been up to since then? Gosh, I'm probably most of what everybody else has been up to, right? Everything COVID, right? So that's that's what that's what's been happening since we we talked to each other last. I mean, everything uh, that you can possibly imagine under the sun. But uh, in the last year, I've changed jobs twice. Um, I celebrated, of course, a couple more turns around the sun. Um, I'm getting ready to welcome my third grandchild. I just found out that my daughter is pregnant with her first, and I'm very Yay. excited. Um, yeah, getting ready to celebrate my 10th wedding anniversary. Um, my husband and I have a little acoustic duo. We've been playing around town here in, uh, 
in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. So we were back into the music. So um, a lot going on. Finally getting our feet underneath ourselves, I guess, again, uh, and trying to figure out who are we again, right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's been great. A lot of change, a lot of change, good and bad. That's that's a good way to look at it. That's a good way to look at it. So as you mentioned, you've had a couple of jobs over the past couple of years, and you've been really open over the past many months, realizing that you needed to make a job change fairly soon after starting um, starting a new job. What's been the biggest aha moment for you? And what advice would you give to someone else that might be in a similar situation? Well, honestly, I was embarrassed, right? Because I didn't understand how I could have been so off. So you all know I was with HR Shield for 10 years um, as a consultant and a business owner. And at some point I was, I woke up one day and I said, okay, I'm, I'm 51. I have no 401k. I have no health insurance except for my husband, thankfully covering me. Like it's time as much as I wanted this to, you know, make me a millionaire, it's time for me to look for another job. So um, I started searching and I just happened to come across a position at the same company my husband works at, the one that brought us here to South Carolina. And uh, I went in there through and did, you know, the job interviews and talked to the manager. And I just was, I didn't understand how I could be so off about the company, the position, the manager, like it baffled me. I told my husband, I said, did I just forget how to be a, a worker, like a, a, going to a job, reporting to a corporate location, having an actual manager. Did I just forget what that was like? Because I thought maybe it was me, you know, because I'd spent HR, HR Shield 10 years, right? And here's this new position in a new industry. It was in manufacturing. My husband was there. So then I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm embarrassed. Am I going to like make him look bad? You know, it was just, uh, I had to go through this, these questions of, is it me? I was really fortunate because when I was considering leaving, have you ever, I, I don't, I don't know enough about y'all's history to know, but like you go to look at your resume and you're like, Oh my God, this truly has dust on it. Like I have got to get this redone. So I went to do that with someone. Uh, her name is Dr. Rochelle Parks Yancey. Absolutely love her. And she did my, redid my resume and her service comes along with some career coaching. And as I was talking to her about this, she said, okay, you need to think of this company you're leaving as that boyfriend you've already broken up with. And you're just waiting until Christmas to get those gifts before you let him know. <laughs> you know, she's like, you've already decided. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, you That's wouldn't awesome. be redoing your resume and, and having these conversations and, and doing these types of things if you hadn't already made the decision. Um, so she was really insightful and she got me out of my own way and had me really start thinking about, you know what, I am a, I'm, I'm valuable. And I have these skill sets and I deserve these positions. I was hired, I was applying for positions that I never thought that I could apply for a director level role because I thought I didn't have the experience, you know, and she really helped me kind of work through that and, and, you know, look at what's important to me and what do I want? So, so me and that company broke up. <laughs> and now I, here, here I am at a new company one weekend. I started with them last week. So that was a long-winded answer. <laughs> no, I think I think that's good because I think when you go anytime you're looking to leave a job, I think there is some self-reflection that needs to happen and is it is it me? Is it you or is it me? Let's you we can keep with that dating metaphor. Who's where where's that breakdown happening? So figuring that out before you start go start looking for something else. I I think that's great advice. Yeah. And we'd actually, I think, Wendy, I don't know if you remember at some point you were kind of a, a little coach for me for a while there. You and I had a couple of chats. Did, and, yeah. and I think 
Yeah, it was back then. I knew that I couldn't stay at HR Shield and, you know, and I love them there. I'm still, you know, partner there as part of the business because it still exists. I'm just, you know, no longer, you know, working there. And it just, it was really hard for me to go from working with friends, people that I worked with for 10 years that were also my partners. And so I, I had to start really reevaluate what, what do I want? I, I think every HR person kind of gravitates toward a particular discipline. Mm-hmm. Some people love benefits and comp. I'm not one of those. <laughs> Some people love employee relations. Also not one of those, right? But I love technology. Like that is a piece that I really, really love. And I also love training and development and this new position, you know, by being thoughtful about what I wanted and pursuing the positions I wanted, I really feel that I found a fantastic fit with this company and with this role. So I'm I'm super excited for the future with them for sure. Jenny, we talk about making changes and not making great choices, having to reassess why. I think we can all agree on this conversation now that particularly with what we've all dealt with in the last couple of years, there's a really high level of burnout in what we do. We see peers either making job changes or even maybe exit, looking to exit the industry altogether and just get away from what we do day to day. I'm sure that might have factored into somewhat in your equation as you, as you were searching, what advice would you give to those that are listening that, that are fighting burnout? I would start with, boundaries. And and part of that, I I know that everybody's throwing out that great resignation. To me, it was a great reevaluation, right, of what was important to me, not only from my career or from my job, but from family and personal life. So I had to set some boundaries for myself. At one point, not only was I working at HR Shield, I had three additional paying jobs, part-time jobs, and I was serving on four board of directors all at the same time. And I had pushed myself to this limit because I wanted to give back. I wanted to volunteer. But I also, you know, when you're a business owner, it doesn't mean you're rolling in the cash right away, right? So I had (laughs) these other jobs. And I had to learn to set boundaries for myself because, you know, what's that saying? Um, put your own oxygen mask on first. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. That's how I felt about it. I had to draw, I had to draw those lines. I had to set those boundaries. I had to determine, you know, what needs to be done first, whether that's spending time with my family, is it self-care, is it exercise, whatever it is that I needed to fill that capacity first, you know, versus the other way around. And it was so strange that when I started at this other company, I no longer had my email on my phone. I had dropped all of those additional things that weren't providing me any joy, right? Was that sparking joy, right? <laughs> it wasn't happening for me. And I think when I when I kind of, in a way, narrowed my world down and set those boundaries for myself, it really helped me with that burnout piece to not be spreading myself so thin that I constantly felt like I was working from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to bed, right? So that's my that would be my advice. I have to tell you, your your misadventures of part time job <laughs> has been as entertaining, and, and I, yes. I don't mean that because I know it. I know it's not necessarily funny, and but in many ways, I remember when you did your HR undercover presentation. Some of the things that you have talked about are so incredibly eye opening. Not having looked for a part time job or or done that in some time, it is spectacularly amazing just how poor business <laughs> owners are at running business or dealing with people. Yeah, it was it was crazy. I still I still tell that story about uh, the the restaurant that I interviewed at when when you were talking uh, earlier about uh, what had happened to you from the fat shaming perspective to have someone interview you and tell you that they feel you're unable to go up and down the steps of the restaurant because of your size. 
like it's still to me to this day, I still can't believe that that he said that to me in, in a, a fully you know serious way. It was one of his interview questions. And the part-time jobs, I found myself filling time with them and undervaluing myself. Like when we were going back to when I was talking to, to Dr. Parks Yancey about that, and she was talking about, you know, knowing your value and your worth. And here I was, you know, going out and taking these, you know, positions and saying, okay, I'll accept that much per hour. Or I would originally quote my consulting fee and then they would be like, oh, well, we can't afford that. And then I would accept it anyway. And here I am doing this really valuable, great work for this client and not being paid my worth. And, and I think that, you know, instead of trying to fill it up with a bunch of little paying jobs, you know, I just had to kind of reevaluate what was important. And, and you know, that, so, it, but it is true. You can get all caught up in that for sure. Definitely. So let's, let's take an eye to the future. What do you think is going to be the biggest issue facing HR in the next year? And what are you doing to prepare for it? I think as it relates to my current job, and I feel I've always felt this way about HR technology or HR analytics is knowledge is power, right? So burned out employees, uh, upskilling, turnover. I mean, there is so much data out there that we can gather, we can analyze, and we can use. And in order to get value from our HR analytics, we have to stop just reacting to these business requests, which I think is what we get, right? We're just reacting. Mm -hmm. We need to use the data to understand and anticipate business needs. And I think that that is, you know, whether or not that answers, whether or not that's a challenge, but we're in a completely new territory here. And so how do we, you know, use that information, use that knowledge to help us anticipate what our business is going to need and to move forward to the future. So I'm, I'm a huge proponent of it's, it's all there for us. It's just how, how we gather it, how we present it, and how we learn from it. Jenny, one of the things that we've done since you last appeared, help us avoid burnout and get around doing so much work, is we've started crowdsourcing questions from guests. In this case, Jesse Campbell asks, if you could move into any new career outside of what you do now immediately and be successful, what would that new career be and why? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering because the, the first two that popped in my head, of course, I would love to be a rock star. But um, <laughs> we know that all too well. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I, I think I'd be a chef in a heartbeat. Mm. I, I think uh, I, I absolutely love cooking. I, I love creating. I love bringing people together, you know, over my table, right? My table. There's no greater joy for me than watching people enjoy something that I've made. And it just brings people together. And I think if I could do that every day, oh gosh, I would absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. I need to get you on MasterChef. I think you would be a great contestant on MasterChef. <laughs> the only reason I think I wouldn't do well on that is the time limits. Oh, like, sure, I yeah. like to take time and make a mess and, and make mistakes. <laughs> and, you know, I feel like I love Gordon Ramsay, but I'm not sure I'd love him if he was hollering at me to hurry up. So. <laughs> With that, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. This episode of the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast is brought to you by Namely. We all do our best to keep ahead of business trends, but keeping ahead can be its own full-time job. With everyone wearing multiple hats, it's easy to fall behind. That's why you need to make the switch to Namely, the all-in-one HR solution that adapts with your business. Namely helps you and your team with all aspects of HR, from onboarding and performance management to payroll and intuitive benefits enrollment. Whether you have 50 or 1,000 employees, all in one connected and modern platform. Plus, Namely is customizable for your company, culture, and goals, so they can match where you are now and adapt as you grow. Grow with Namely and learn more about making the switch today by going to Namely.com. 
For a limited time, get one month free when you make that switch to Namely. Thanks again to Namely for sponsoring the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. And now, back to the show. And we are back. Jenny, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the Half Hour Question Connection. We know not everyone dreams of being an HR professional when they're young. What career did you dream of having when you were a child? Well, I was going to be an archaeologist. Oh, I was really particularly interested in like Greek and Roman mythology. Like that was my jam. I was all about that. Um, But I used to drive my mom nuts for years because I would bring home every little thing I found in the dirt. (laughs) I would think it was an arrowhead or it was a piece of ancient pottery, you know, everything. I would dig in the backyard and be like, mom, look, I found another arrowhead. She said, okay, dear. You know, (laughs) probably for for many years, probably for a few years, I I was looking at that. So yeah, that would have been a fun job. That would have been. Jenny, I have a feeling you may have already answered this earlier in the conversation. Who's one person you've gained your network in the last year that you think more people should know? Well, then other than Dr. Parks, Yancey, which would make sense, there actually two of them are, are come to mind immediately, and that's Jackie Clayton and John Baldino. I have thoroughly been enjoying their LinkedIn video <laughs> sessions. They do it every Thursday morning. I don't know if you all have attended. Those are called Buck First Coffee. They are fantastic. Oh, because they're just so honest and raw. They're delightful. They're fun. They have some, they're really topical. They have some great conversations and they just really bring the whole package to those sessions. And I absolutely love them. And I've met John before. I mean, I think Sherm had done a, a, a HR analytics conference, the one and only. It only happened once and then COVID happened. Uh, but we attended and, and, and were bloggers for that particular conference. And I got to meet him in person. And these two are just absolutely fantastic. You know, they have awesome topics like ways to invest in talent or how to boost retention or dealing with difficult people. And they just take just a really fun, fresh way. And, and if you get a chance, I would definitely connect with them. And Thursday mornings at 10 on LinkedIn, it's called But First Coffee. Absolutely love it. It is a lot of fun, and and they obviously have a lot of fun with it as well. (laughs) So, Jenny, if you could go back to the start of your career, what's one piece of advice you would give yourself based on what you know now? Ah, Believe in yourself. (laughs) You know, I I think that I've I've far for far, far too long, I I have undervalued the, um, you know, my skill sets and my knowledge and and. You know, sometimes you think it's it's beaten into your head, you know, that you've got to, you know, give something for free, you know, for and then, and then ask for something, you know, those types of things. And I think I got so caught up in that. I, I wasn't recognizing my, my value. So I, re- I really would say believe in yourself. You can do anything and, and make sure you don't undersell yourself. Jenny, I look forward to your response here because of your background as a performer and, and being the HR rock star. What is your favorite or the most memorable live performance you ever attended? Pitbull. <laughs> I was in third row. I was in the third row for a Pitbull concert in Florida. Wow. And I, I cannot even, oh, I cannot even tell you that I can't remember a time when I didn't have as much fun or I danced so much. So, you know, like <laughs> people always joke around, like how somebody has a hall pass list. Have you ever had that before? But like, Oh, she's on my <laughs> list. Or he's on my list. Pitbull is on my hall pass list to my husband's chagrin. <laughs> I love him. And he just, it was the most fantastic, fun, amazing concert I have ever, ever been to. And I hope I get a chance to see him again. It was great. Just don't laminate that list. No. <laughs> you can't, I can't add Look to Look it, it up, now. kids. Oh, yeah. Google's your friend, kids. I think it's funny. I think you're the second person that's mentioned Pitbull now. 
since we've started oh, wow. doing this. I'm fairly certain we've heard his name before. Uh-huh. Jenny, if you could be on any TV show, either as a character or as yourself, what would it be? Well, kind of going back to you said I should be on MasterChef. I, I would like to be on one of the chef shows, but just as like, I'm here to help, right? Ah. Like Ina Garten, I love the Barefoot Contessa. I love Gordon Ramsay. Heck, I, I, every time I watch Robert Irvine make over a restaurant, I'm like, I could decorate that so much better. <laughs> but, um, I'd love to be on any of those shows. Any Nothing where they put me under a time limit to make something or I get eliminated. Not one of those, but you know, those are some of my favorite chefs. And I think it would just be amazing to learn something from any of them. So I would love to be on those. I have to imagine Gordon Ramsay is an HR professional's nightmare. <laughs> Unless that's all a show and he doesn't do that in real life, which I don't think he he's probably turned up a little bit for television, but yeah. can you imagine the harassment claims he's must have? Oh yeah, I'm surprised. Hostile work environment for just yelling the at restaurant me. Restaurant industry itself, I think, is just yeah. a hotbed yeah. of of that. Oh, it, it is. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, that's the first half of my professional career was in um, hospitality. My mom owned a restaurant and, and that's where I worked, you know, was in restaurants for many, many years. Um, See, so yeah, I, I am kind of surprised after all, you know, all these other things that have come out that somebody hasn't said Gordon Ramsay did this or, you know, maybe he's paying them off. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it would be a nightmare, I think, if he's like that in real life. Well, recently it was announced that it's going to be Jenny Stone Day all around the world. What are we doing <laughs> to celebrate? Oh, um, we're going to (laughs) eat. We're going to drink. We're going to carouse with friends. Uh, We're going to sing songs, right? I mean, I I think that it's funny because if it's one thing, and I think lately, again, just kind of coming back to what we've all gone through over the last couple of years, just get everybody together. Just imagine if at one time you could have every friend and family member, you know, present and past, right? That could all join you at your dinner table or, you know, wherever and and have a a meal with you. Um, You know, I I think that would be the most fantastic way to celebrate any day. And you don't have to wait for Chinese Stone Day to do it. (laughs) And what would we be eating in particular? Oh, gosh. Um, I kind of gravitate toward, I'm really good with, uh, with Italian lately. So I would probably make um, I just started making an amazing recipe of uh, homemade meatballs and um, spaghetti. And then I would do these rolls. They're called chaccio e pepe, and which literally means um, cheese and pepper. It's uh, they're Parmesan cheese puffs Ooh. and they're absolutely amazing. So uh, that's probably what I would make for you. Cause you know, whenever you have a lot of people over, you always got to make a big old pasta dish. That's how you can feed everyone. <laughs> right. So, and then I'd probably have Girl Scout cookies that I bought from Wendy's daughters because I keep buying too many Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> As one should, as one. Yes. You should always have too many Girl Scout cookies in your house. That's my rule. Jenny, finally, as you know, we are outsourcing some of our work. So if you could ask the next guest of the podcast any question, what would it be? Well, with this one, I I thought this was interesting because for me lately, I've been watching. Have you watched Atlas of the Heart yet with uh, Brene Brown on HBO? Have not. I'm not. So she's got her own special and, and I've been watching that. So it made me think, you know, if, if I could ask uh, one question, I would say, what, what have you read or listened to recently that inspired you? Yeah, I like it. That's a great question. Well, Jenny, it is now in the book. I hope that the person says HR social hour, maybe even your episode <laughs> that, that inspires them. Yes. They'll get a bonus. Like, I don't know what, but we'll have to, maybe the, I'll give we'll them find a, a bonus. an avatar shirt. We'll get them a onesie. (laughs) (laughs) It has been an absolute pleasure to catch up. It had been far too long. I'm glad that 
while I know it was a difficult journey, I'm glad you were able to do it with such grace and so beautifully and share it, be willing to share it with, with us and with our listeners. I know many of them are already connected with you, but for those that are not, that would like to get in touch now, best way for them to reach you out there. Well, on LinkedIn, believe it or not, I'm the only Jenny Stone spelled J-E-N-N-I. So that's pretty crazy. So Jenny Stone on LinkedIn or um, on Twitter, absolutely. HR Rockstar One uh, is my Twitter handle. Reach out to me either way there. And of course, if you know, you're following the Sherm influencers, I'm, I'm part of that group as well. But uh, yeah, I would love I love connections. Please, please. We will have that in the show notes. And then, Wendy, how about you? Best way for listeners to reach you out there? Uh, best way, as always, on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. And of course, the second and fourth Sunday of each month, 7 p.m. Eastern time, you will find me on Twitter as part of our twice monthly Twitter chat. How about you, John? Once again, thanks to our friends at Namely for sponsoring this episode in the entire month of May. Mm-hmm. Be sure to check out Namely.com to learn more about them and their offerings. As for me, JohnThurman.com for all things John Thurman and for the show, hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. Listen, rate, review, share, and follow. Whatever platform you're on, click the check mark, follow button, plus sign. <laughs> I don't know. They're all different. But where, wherever you're follow, listening, follow, if follow. you do that, follow, you'll get that new episode each and every week. And we appreciate that very much. Yes. International listeners, we love talking to you. We'd love to have more of those conversations. We look more forward to having more of those conversations later in the year. It is easier for you to get in touch with us than for us to get in touch with you. So please reach out in all the different ways you can find us, Mm -hmm. except our work emails. Please don't contact us there. But otherwise, Um, uh, reach out and we will start those conversations. So Jenny, again, really appreciate being with us. So for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect. Give back and... Network. Network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon.